1: It's time to open the word once again with evangelist Lester Roloff on the Family Altar Program. Glory
0: for all is changed when Jesus comes to stay. I'm going to finish 22 reasons for memorizing the scripture. And let me say to those of you that have just tuned in with the assignment, Three of them. Number one, memorize the books of the Bible. Number two, read the Bible through each year for the next five years. And uh, number three, memorize one chapter every 30 days. That's 60 chapters in five years. And um, the average home doesn't know beans about a family altar or reading the Bible. The average person has no private devotions and no Bible reading. The average church practically has no Bible preaching in it. I'm talking about the average church. We don't stay with the Bible. And so I'm just simply saying, if America is to be saved, we're going to have to get back to the book that founded it and made it great. And so the next thing I want to say, though, number 14, the Bible is my life. Did you know that? Would you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32? That's Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse 46. And when Moses made an end, of speaking all these words, he said unto them, after he spoke all the words, that's verse 45, now verse 46, chapter 32, set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe, to do, all the words of this law. for It's not a vain thing for you because it's your life. There you are. What kind of life you got? He said, it's not a vain thing. It's your life. It's your life. Brother, there's no life anywhere else. Keep your place and turn to John chapter 6 with me for a moment. We'll be back to Deuteronomy in just a moment. John chapter 6. Let's see what he says. Now, this is the bread of life chapter right here. I want you to know there are... Seventy one verses. Now you read the sixth chapter and verse sixty three, and let's see what he says. It's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth. Nothing. Anybody's not saved is not all there. You couldn't be. All you got is just a bunch of old uh, robot nature of sin nature, you're not all there because Jesus is not there. And he's everything. And we're nothing. And if we don't get his everything into our nothing, then we remain nothing. And without him we can do nothing. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. Well, it's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. Why don't we go ahead and have some convictions? Why do we have to be borderline bunch? It's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing, the words that I speak unto their spirit, their life, What am I saying? You ought to memorize the Word of God because it's your life. If you don't have it, you don't have any life. Now come back to Deuteronomy, please, chapter 32. Not a vain thing, verse 47. It's not a vain thing for you because it's your life. And through this thing ye shall prolong your days in the land. Amen. I give you some more life. I let you live longer, let you live better. So it's your life. Memorize the Word of God. It'll give you a good and wonderful life. Number 15. Memorize the Word of God because it's orders from headquarters. That's right. That's where you find out what you're supposed to do. That's where you get your assignment every day from the Word of God. Orders from headquarters is the Word of God. Number 16. Memorize the Word of God because it'll help you to act like Jesus. You'd say, Rick, why'd you say that? Because I consider this Bible is Jesus. This is Jesus written down. This is Jesus written down. When you hear me preach on the radio, that's my life on a plastic tape going around. That's my life. It took my life, my voice, my thought, my heart. And under the leadership of the Lord, that's me. If you read one of my books that I've written, and I've written very few because I'm not a writer. But if you were to write or read the Faith Enterprise, you're reading me. If I read, if I write a sermon, you're reading Brother Olaf. Now, if I read the Bible, I'm reading Jesus. I'm reading. If you read, now, you know this because they call us brainwashers and all that, and they say that. Yeah, we kind of throw a spell over them, you know, and we brainwash them, and we can make them do anything. They get on a preacher kick even, see. I never called anybody to preach. Never did even try. fact is, I'll uncall everyone I can uncall. I mean, I'll discourage. i say, man, listen, are you sure? I mean, if God did not call you to preach, boy, you won't last. And, uh, I mean, I don't try to call anybody to preach. The Lord calls the preacher. But I know one thing. He's called enough of them to make me believe he called them. I mean, we've seen enough of them. We've got them sitting right here in this auditorium tonight. They'd they'd be delighted to get up here and speak if I let them. I know. Take them to jailhouse and they delight in telling the sweet story. It makes me act like Jesus, so I ought to read and memorize the Bible. Number 17, it helps me to talk like Jesus. gives me his language. gives me his vocabulary. That's what I'd stop anybody from cussing. If you read reading up the Bible, you, never, you won't cuss. Why? you got a better vocabulary. You never find anybody that knows the word real good that ever cusses, never. You don't find people using profanity if they know the word of God because they've got a lot better language to talk. Ah, uh, listen, God's people, uh, they're to talk like Jesus, but you can't talk like him if you don't know what he talks. If you don't know what he said, how can you talk like him? I wish you people in the off Enterprises, I wish you all would go ahead and do what I'm asking you to do. Not for my sake. I wish you'd do it for the sake of souls and people and your ministry and your life and your home and everything that's good. I could, I could never, I could never think of an excuse that would hold up for not memorizing the books of the Bible, not reading the Bible through the next five years and not memorizing one chapter every third I could never I could never imagine anybody not being willing uh, to do that And I tell you if you just really work at it, it'll be such a blessing it'll make me talk like Jesus number 18, memorize the Bible because it's the wood from a soul-winning fireplace that's what will keep me fire for soul-winning. You show me a man that will not read the Bible, doesn't memorize the Bible, doesn't know the Word of God. I show you a man that'll never be a consistent soul in it. Never will. Or you may get him organized, but you'll never get him agonized. You may get him organized and say, Now listen, we're going to give you a trip to the Holy Land if you'll just make so many visits. You may give him peanuts, popcorn, and candy. And you might comprise him and promise him and all that. Brother, let me tell you something. It'll take the word of God to make a consistent soul winner out of you. That's my firewood that goes in my spiritual fireplace. And any time I don't put Bible wood in there, my fire goes out. I get cold. My resistance goes down. I get in sin. I'm not worth a plug nickel to God. Neither are you. You boys at the lighthouse, you listening? All right then practice what I'm preaching and get with it. And all you girls and all the men and women, oh, I just want you to be a soul winner. I've never. i been preaching 44 years. I've never had any trouble with the soul winner. I never have. They're easy to get along with. They're spiritual. They pray. They sing. They give. They, well, just name them. They're after it. I mean, they're the ones. You show me a man that will not consistently witness and tell what Jesus has done for you, and he could be a real potential problem. Wood from a soul-winning fireplace. Number 19, I hope this gets over into your heart tonight. It's the water. I said it's the water that makes the tears of love and compassion the Bible. You show me a man that doesn't love the book I'll show you a man that'll have a dry cheek on him. The tear ducts are stopped up. He'll never weep. It's the water of life that makes the tear. You know what a tear is? Water. You know what a tear usually says? Hmm? I'm concerned. And they may be concerned about the wrong thing. It may be a little dog that just got run over. It may be a little old cat that just got killed but there come the tears. It may be some forgetting uh, somebody did that brought the tears, and it may be a streak of loneliness and so forth, but a tear says, I care. There's something happened to me. He that goeth forth and weepeth, they that sow in tears. Jesus wept. Paul said, I wept day and night, day and night, day and night. He wept, had a crying spell of years for years because of the sinful condition of his loved ones and the people. It's the water that keeps my tear ducks full of tears because of the love for Jesus and others. Number 20, the word of God. Are you listening? This is, I hope you'll understand. I believe you will. The Word of God needs to be memorized because it prepares me for my entrance exam in the heaven's kindergarten. Oh, somebody said, listen, he's he's mastered the Bible. No, listen, I hope the Bible's mastered you. You don't master it. It'd be just like mastering God. You know, I put it, I think, exactly the way I ought to put it. Memorize the Bible because it's... A, entrance examination into heaven's kindergarten I'm going to be in K1 now I counted all joy to start off in K1 oh I know nothing I feel like I'm going in empty so far as my knowledge of the Word of God see it's not just knowing the events and the happenings and the verses but it's knowing the one who wrote them—the experiences of grace that they talk about. Are you getting hungry? Are you itching down in here? Have you got the heart itch? Hmm? Don't you don't you hunger to know what the book says? Listen, you won't fall out with Brother Olaf about kicking out a television set or throwing the newspaper away or some old magazine away. If you love the word of God, you're just doing what you'd rather do. You're just being a normal Christian because you're hungry and you know where you can get your best food. And that's out of the word of God. Oh, out in radio land, I believe that could be some revival. Fire's Kindle, if I could get the people to memorize the book, spend the time. It'll prepare you. For a continuation of walking in faith and by grace. Number 21, it's my weapon from a warfare that'll never break nor tarnish. It's the sword of the Spirit. And did you know how many swords the Holy Spirit has? One. You know what the Holy Spirit uses when he fights? Sword of the Spirit, that's the word. That's all he ever uses. And I got news for you, Brother Olaf, and Brother everybody else. The Holy Spirit will never use anybody that's not willing for him to use his sword while he fights. Ah, oh, listen. I feel like I'm fixing to retire. One of the best friends I've ever had. That's the old book right there. That's been my courthouse book. It's been my jailhouse book. It's been my valley book. It's been my sickness, my suffering book. The last... Uh, few years. This old book, she's been right with me everywhere I've ever gone. This is it. This is it. Brother, this old book. That's all you need. Ah, listen. That's so full of life, I could stick it with a pen. Blood run out. This is the life. This is the book. This is your life. Oh, may I love it more. May I treasure it. The Holy Bible, wonderful book, greatest book ever written. I must memorize it. Oh, I promised the Lord, keep my mind clear. And if I keep my mind clear and memorize the Word of God, He'll keep my heart pure and yours too. It's my battle axe, it's my weapon for my warfare dear friend I don't anticipate the war being over until Jesus comes I think the battle will continue I want to say another thing and close the message the world seems to have forgotten this my good friend Charlie Nichols is here tonight and his dear wife he runs drug stores, and uh, Whatever our needs are, whether it's a toothbrush or toothpaste, we ought to trade with men like that. I I like to pay a Christian man. I like to trade with him. I really do. But you know, I'd have to say this. The Bible should be our main drugstore and hospital. He sent his word and did what? Healed them. Speak the word only. You again? You're gonna? I'm gonna make you believe it and disbelieve it right now. And the man came, said, um, "My loved one is seriously ill. Please come, or please do something." Jesus said, "Well, sure, I'm ready." He said, "No, not necessary for you to go. Speak the word only. When I get back, she'll be all right." Jesus spoke the word, went home, said, what time? Said, it happened at a certain time. Said, that's exactly when I talked to him. You say, what did it? The word of Jesus. I'm going to ask you one question. If the word of God had healing in it in the Old Testament, it has it now. If the word of God had healing in it when Jesus spoke it, it's got it now or it's changed. This is a sick world. Because she substituted the wrong medicine for the Word of God. The Bible said, Confess your false one to another, pray for one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent, and a righteous man availeth much. Any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. I have to keep reminding myself to pray with faith, belief. Now we'll forget, talking about Nichols. Brother Mrs. L.D. Nichols called me one night. Said, Brother Wolf, our little girl's very ill. That's been 25 years ago. Said, would you come? And I said, yes, I will. And so I took off for the Nichols home. Great friend, worked for for Taylor Jewelers, watch repair, and uh, one of the most faithful friends. Moved up to Arkansas, and I went out there, and the little girl, just a little girl, you talk about burning up with a fever, talk about sick, I mean, she was almost lifeless. said, Brother Olaf, please pray. I said, that's what I've come for. I knelt by the side of that little old bed there and prayed, and prayed that the Lord would touch her. Now, folks, if you don't want me to pray for your healing, don't call me here. Anybody can pray for grace to suffer. The only way I know how, and I know some of you are going to really raise your eyebrows and a lot of preachers out across radio land, but I tell you what, uh, I don't if God like I used to. And so I prayed. You'd say that the baby, was the baby healed right then? No, she got worse. But the next morning she's all right. See, that's your test right there. See, after you've done the will of God, you need patience. See, when you pray, believe that you have it and you shall receive it. There's a waiting period in there. And that's the testing time. And tonight I'm reminding myself again that there's healing in the Word of God. Have you ever noticed how sick America got since she got away from the Bible? Have you noticed what a shape we've got ourselves into when we turn the minds over to psychiatrists and the body over to hospital and the family doctor and dope needles and all the rest of it? And then they said, Now, preacher, you can look after the soul. That's not the way it was in the Bible. I read today where Jesus came preaching, teaching, and healing. He said, As the Father sent me in the world, even so send I you. And I say again tonight, if there was ever healing in the Word of God, it's there tonight. Turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Romans, chapter 8. Oh, this is uh, the victory chapter. What a tremendous chapter. Let's take uh, verse 11. But if the Spirit, of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies, How? By his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now what did he say? He talked about the mortal body. Then that's what I'm living in right now. I don't have an immortal body. I have an immortal spirit. If I don't have an immortal body. I'm going to get one as soon as they... You know, I get through with this one, they'll run me through the body shop, get a brand new one. That's right. Fashion like unto his glorious body. Yes? I hope tonight, as I've closed this message, there have been three of them we brought last night, this morning, and tonight. Oh, I beg of you, I plead with you tonight to let Jesus tell you what to do and then do it. It'll quicken your mind. It'll quicken your body. You better memorize this book, and then you'll know one of these days a little something about the book you're going to be judged by. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life What will my answer be? What can I say when Jesus calls me to come home? What can I bring that will ever repay the wonderful love he's shown? Day follows night, night follows day. Farther and farther I roam. What will my answer be? What can I say when Jesus beckons me home? I know that Jesus will never forsake. His love will find me away. He'll bridge the gap if his hand I will take. But when he calls, what can I say? Day follows night. Night follows day. Farther and farther I roam, what will my answer be? What can I say when Jesus beckons me to come home? Let's stand about heads. Now, Father, I pray, Lord, if you've ever blessed three messages, bless these messages and give the response. And calls the people to know tonight: this is either right or wrong. There's no neutrality at all. It's either right or wrong. And Lord, if it's right and I believe it is, I offer my life to practice. And Lord, I pray that many, many people have come tonight to find their life in the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for those that are coming, and I pray for my people. Lord, I pray for a Bible that could shake America. And I know it's got to come out of the Bible, the Word of God. Dear Lord, as we sing tonight one of the sweet songs of Zion, I pray that the people here might open their hearts, might yield. Lord, no matter what the difference, no matter what's happened, that there'll be a complete surrender tonight. Oh, God, bless our radio friends and Father, start a revival and let it begin in me. Hear me, Lord, and help me tonight.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar Program with Lester Roloff. You may listen to the preaching and the special music of the Family Altar Program 24 hours a day when you visit our ministry website, rolloff.org. We love hearing from our listeners. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write to us at Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. Again, that's Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. This broadcast is made possible by the prayers and financial support of listeners like you. Thank you for partnering with us and remember that Christ is the answer.